<laughs> Welcome to the Signal to Noise podcast. My name is Kyle Chernside. I'm happily joined by Sam Boone, Michael Lawrence, and Chris Leonard. This isn't the first time, and it isn't the last time, but it is this time. So <laughs> it's certainly this time. That that's a I it is this time. This time, exactly this time. I I spent a lot of time listening back to some podcasts that I wanted to listen to again. Oh, yeah? So I thought I thought that would be fitting. What's, it was what's, cool. Which one has stuck out? So, well, hold on, real quick before we get to that, uh, I do okay. want to give a special shout out to Audix. Um, Let's do housekeeping. Yeah. yeah, housekeeping. So, Audix, thank you. Uh, y'all are great. Love these as comfy as. Uh, uh, I was gonna say shit, you know, but we're all get out. We'll all get out. Whatever. Yes, comfy as shit headphones. These things are amazing. They sound good. Thank you for the A one hundred and fifty headphones, and uh, our good people over at Allen and Heath. Um, they continue to put out amazing products. I am, you know. Uh, while I know we're giving a nod to Alan and Heath, it is still amazing to see purely just from an industry perspective, the amount of overtaking that Alan and Heath is doing, like the amount of posts that I see on social media of, you know, whether it's a D live, whether it's an Avantis, whether it's whatever, I mean, they're doing the right thing. I, it's really fun to see them um, getting more market share and rightfully so given what they've been doing. So there's that, but yeah. Cool. I like those desks. Yeah. I've mixed on them a handful of times, like uh, the whole line, except for Avantis. You got to try I, out I, the Avantis, man. You got to come visit, Kyle. Yeah, I do. It's it's getting warm. It's almost spring. It's, we're not that far you forward. You were doing you some know? gardening today. You put some nice some nice photos up. Yesterday. Yeah. Spending some afternoons outside. That's crazy. It's uh, People are back doing things. It's fun, fun to watch. That they are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, it's funny. We were just talking before we recorded. I was telling Michael that, uh, we are, we're trending towards, you know, um, 2019 revenue levels at the company I'm at. Like, I mean, you know, we, we had projected to be maybe a couple million under what we did in 19 just to be on the safe side. And now that things are coming back, I mean, we're trending at or above, uh, 19 levels, um, with, you know, less people and, and new people and all those things. So um, it's literally like a faucet was like on drip for the last two years, right? In terms of what we were doing. And all of a sudden, it's just full force on overnight. Um, and it's, it's what we all wished for, right? Uh, but it comes with, uh, yeah. you know, its own mix of stress and troubles and things. And, and just so just trying to stay afloat. And um, it's... Um, it's it's Clark, it's, we're it, gonna get that swimming pool this year. It's, it's it's good problems, as they say, right? Problems, but good problems, I guess. I don't know, I, but I, I I can't complain. Um, you know, I it's you know, you know, Kyle, I know the boat you're in and stuff like that. So I, I feel bad almost talking about being overwhelmed with work, but uh, it's uh, it's tough. That's all right. Yeah. You're an ops guy. It comes with the title. <laughs> I, I'm I'm overwhelmed by the work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Michael, oh, go, ahead, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, what have you been up to? You've been home. Uh, yeah, and I have to tell you, it's um, it was weird. Like the first day back, sitting at my desk and typing on a computer and doing that type of work instead of running around an arena with measurement mics. It's uh, you know, it took a couple of days to get my sleep schedule back on. Um, I didn't get buried with like emails and stuff. I actually did a pretty good job keeping up with. Pro Sound Web and Rational Acoustics and all the other freelance stuff I'm doing. 
Um, so I was imagining like digging myself out from a mountain of correspondence, which I didn't have to do. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a little change of pace to kind of get back and be in the house and deal with the meals and, and, you know, that type of thing. But it's, it's nice. Chafing dishes. Boy, do I like chafing. sleeping in, I love sleeping in my own bed. Oh boy, do I love that. <laughs> did, did you miss the feeling of the bus vibrating? You know, yeah, that whole, that whole thing. You know what? For me, it was it was the noise floor, because like a, just a quiet bedroom with no engine running or no nothing. Like it's so quiet. Um, I always have had to like run a fan. There's a fan by my bed, and I run it not because I want the breeze, but because I want the yeah. noise of it. Like it's just, just kind of a white noise thing. Um, <coughs> and, and yeah, that was definitely uh, you know got the last vestiges of tour bus funk here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, while you're coughing up a lung i i sleep with like a white noise app and it's pretty cool i can you can mix Calm. you can mix sounds together um and Dope. so i mix airplane cabin and thunderstorm together and you can mix the levels between the two of them so it's like airplane uh cabin at full with just just a mix of a thunderstorm <laughs> under it so it like breaks up the pattern of just like hvac noise that's how i sleep every night <laughs> I was really like my my anxiety just went through the roof. (laughs) Man, I was getting ready for you to be like, this is what a tour bus sounds like. You can recreate it on this app. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, it's kind of what it is, but that's how I sleep. Last thing I want is storm in in an airplane. (laughs) That'd be, I have lost dreams. So, uh, a reminder AES Student Summit, Webster University, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Um, Awesome. Go register. If you're a student, I think it's free. Uh, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. I believe it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, go to their website, the Webster uh, AES.org, and, and you can check out information for that. I wish you guys were joining me again. Me too. But we, we are going to NAM, right? We are, right? You we, guys are. We are going to be at NAM. We once again will be hosting the Pro Sound Web Loudspeaker Showcase. Chris and Kyle will be the uh, the MCs, what, what? and I will be the uh, console op, and that will be a lot of fun. Um, Sam will MCs not, not be there. Right? Uh, I will miss you all. I will be uh, oh. elsewhere. I'll be on tour. So the so. important I, I got the important yeah, go. logistics out of the way. I asked my wife to move my daughter's first birthday party to the weekend before Nam, as opposed to the weekend of Nam. So I got my priority straight. She's a I'm baby. She doesn't know. <laughs> No, know. but your wife will. So that was a good call. Because <laughs> uh, her birthday is June first, so it was like this teeter totter of like, which weekend do you put it on? It's like, hey, can we do it the weekend before? Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Because I have. <laughs> anyway. Whoops. Um, well, so tonight um, we want to talk about a not so new sound and face to the podcast but is now a more familiar face and sound to the podcast um if you've been listening along this year you notice that michael actually you did a pretty good job of not missing too many episodes for being on tour for two and a half months so that's that's pretty damn good but you know this started off episodes and i'm here (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> um, you know, when when Michael was about to go on tour, he was like, "Hey, you know, we should probably throw someone else into the mix." And um, and uh, and Sam seemed like a good fit. She had joined um, the uh, the bo- the audio nerd book club and in and had become friends with uh, Cat and other people that we were in circles with. Um, and I was like, you know what? Hey, why don't you fill in a little bit and we got to talking and we're like, you know what? Um, this just feels right. Like, why do we just, what, you know, why does this need to be just while Michael's gone thing? And, uh, it was like, all right, let's make a motion here. Let's, uh, let's, let's make this, let's make this legit. So, um, I think it took like eight seconds. Yeah. Eight seconds. Absolutely. Um, so we want to formally on the air, even though we've kind of posted about this on socials and stuff. Um, but Sam Boone is officially the fourth member of the Singleton Noise yes. podcast. Uh, That's we thank right. you, welcome you and welcome Sam Boone. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we're doing a wait. Are we doing, if we're going to clap, we got to all clap at once. Yeah. So it's not weird. Let's, Michael, let's you missed it. it. Yes. <laughs> okay. There it is. There it is. This is this is why I got put on to keep at least two she, of you, not yeah, your own devices. The podcast mom. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh. I. You know what though? I. I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw Sam under the bus a little bit. Oh no. Because one thing we've <laughs> talked about when we talk about mentorship, we talk about. Uh, you know, Kyle, you love to talk about paying it forward. Um. Those types of things. I always say there's a line from Fight Club, which, you know, it's not a great movie to derive moral <laughs> guidance from. But <laughs> come on. But you're it anyways. <laughs> but the the line the line that says, um, you decide your own level of involvement, that's how I feel about mentorship. Um I I truly believe that there is a place in the industry for you if you're showing up and willing to put work in and just saying, Hey, I'm passionate, I'm here for this, I care about this. You know, Chris, you always talk about your level of give a shit. Yeah. So my approach with 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 mentorship is I will match your level of give a shit. Right? If you care a little, I care a little. If you care a lot, I care a lot. You, the amount of time and resources that I will devote to talking with you and working with you and and sharing my approach with you is directly related to how badly you you want to take advantage of that resource. Right? Um, and Sam called me. She, you saw one of my presentations at the Sound Girls. Yeah, I watched uh, your. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she called me up, literally, and was like, "She's like, I want to be as good as you someday, and someday I want to be better than you." Nice. And I was like, "Damn, I love that! Like, <laughs> I love to see that, you know." Um, and I, I remember, uh, I don't know if I've ever shared this before, but probably three years ago, I, I was, uh, I had written. I was corresponding with Bob McCarthy and, and obviously at this point I consider us friends and we, you know, we text and stuff like that. But at this point we, we were not, I wouldn't consider us friends. And so I was still a little nervous to interact with them and stuff. And um, one thing that I had told him was, you know, I hope there's a day when professionally I'm leaving my own mark on this field and this work uh, and not just, you know, the Bob school, not that there's anything wrong with the Bob school. If you're an SC, that's obviously kind of like the, where everybody starts and, and Bob's work is the pioneering work, but how do you take the baton and go forward from there and add your own sort of mark to this thing? And, um, I remember that that was something that, um, that I was kind of struggling with at the time was, Oh yeah, but where's my voice in this? Um, so it's really cool to kind of see the next generation call me up and say, I want to learn, everything that you know and i want to learn why you do what you do and teach me to think like you and then someday i'm going to give you a run for your money and like i i fucking love that i think that's the coolest shit ever and i know that uh we're not 
not letting on too much just yet, but Sam has really worked really, really hard in a short amount of time. And it's been an absolute pleasure. And she's got some pretty cool gigs on the horizon here that we'll talk about later. So I'm super happy to, to have this. This is cool. Well, go ahead. Why are you laughing at me? I think you're more excited for that than I am some days. I'm That's super so excited, funny. man. No, I'm so, I, I'm so, I'm going to stop talking, but I'm, <laughs> I'm so I said this to Daniel Liston Keller on his show. Nothing makes me happier in the world than when I have a mentee who says, hey, I want gig X. And then we talk about it and we work on it and we do resumes or cover letters. We do whatever we're going to do. And then they get the gig. That is the coolest thing in the world to me. And it is more rewarding than anything I've done professionally or anything that I've done personally. Like that makes me so fucking happy mm-hmm. when I see my, my mentees going out there and, and succeeding and achieving their goals. That's the fucking greatest shit ever. So, yeah, 100%. I'm super stoked for you. Yeah, I forget sometimes that I said that to you. And I said, I was like, mm, that thing goes ballsier than I meant that to be, but it was clearly oh, That's fucking awesome, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Two, two sides of this. I want to let's talk about what's what has um, what has being a part of the podcast so far um, been like for you? Maybe things you've learned or what's just, just what's the experience like? Because you were you were consuming the podcast right before you were on the podcast so what was what was that actually yeah. like it was really interesting to kind of finally realize that like all the community you see on the front end is the same as the back end like being oh. in it yeah like it's i think that's probably the best way i could say it because there's not there's a certain amount of compassion to that i love it that's awesome. <laughs> like it's really is everything you think and everything that like you think when you hear it initially it's all true and that is like, it is that genuine. You guys really care that much. I've called all of you at some point and been like, I need help with this thing, or I have this question, or I just want to talk to you. And we just talk. And it it really is Sometimes like that. For hours. the community and the Discord. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. If you let Chris Rambo, he'll, he'll go until he falls asleep almost. <laughs> hey, one, one of our listeners today got a hold of Michael, got a hold of me. I talked to the, the pastor. I'm going to go help him out, set up a. Oh, you're going to go do that? That's awesome. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half away. So, I mean, that stuff happens and it's crazy. Like, I just want to talk to these people too. So I kind of ramble on the phone, but um, I'm sure I'll talk to them again. And it it is, that was a great part of my day. Like, was just being able to pick up the phone and do that, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, the other cool thing about that was the response, the, the, the time was so like, someone came by the discord and said, Hey, you know, we got this, this, uh, we look for someone to come out and, and just, do some, some training here. And I go, Oh, I know, I know it would be perfect for that. Kyle, I sent you a text. I know they reached out. And so like, it took what, 20 minutes for them to get, you know what I mean? Like totally, it's really cool to just see that response time. And Chris, you've, you've been hiring listeners out of our discord for gigs. I mean, this is really exciting. And and guests like Darcy's going to work for me. I don't know when this episode comes out, but you know, I mean, I mean, I've hired Darcy. I've hired Willa. I've hired who else have I hired from the podcast? Um, uh, multiple other people, you know, and it's the, the, the fruits of like the community and all that stuff that's been coming along the last two and a half ish years or so. It's, it's freaking awesome. But, um, everyone's been keeping it an adult on the, on the mm -hmm. Facebook page and the, the discord, like everyone is genuinely being okay with each other. And I don't see that on a lot of other sites, you know, and I think we've only had to break up a couple of little things here and there, but it did like whatever, but 
thank you to the listeners and people that go on the Facebook and are respectful. I mean, it, you might need to call me. I don't know. You might need, <laughs> I might need to call you. So I don't want that beef hanging out. Well, yeah, and so. it's, it's like really fun for me to go into the discord and read like the episode discussion. And like, I think Cameron tagged me this morning was like talking about uh, just like the weather and just some stuff we were bullshitting about uh, on the podcast. And it was, for me, it was like really cool to like, Oh wait, like I'm getting tagged. Like that's like, people actually listen to this. Like it's kind of fun <laughs> to remember that sometimes. Cause it feels, it really does feel like we all just hang out. You know what? I think that's been something that I really enjoy about the discord uh, because that there's an inherent asymmetry with the podcast and it's like, you know, a YouTuber or whatever. Right. So you're talking and it's one person talking and then there's a bunch of people listening. So that's, it's inherently asymmetrical. You know, it's not, it's not a balanced interaction. Um, and I know that all the folks that listen to the show, they obviously have input and questions and comments about the stuff that we're talking about. And it's great to spur those discussions and see those happen in the discord and, you know, happen in the Facebook to the extent that I'm aware that they happen on the Facebook. Cause I don't, I don't, <laughs> Satan's armpit, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but, but you know, to to be able to hey say hey, you know, I heard you talk about this, and this is the way I do it, and I bought this cool thing years ago, and that helps with this. Or, you know, hey, I've got a gig coming up, and some of the stuff you were talking about made sense to me. Do you mind looking at my like? I love that, and I like the Discord because we have a. It's a lot more symmetrical, and we can we can have a one on one interaction and and kind of get you know. I think. I, I think I speak for all of us. The reason for me for starting this show in the first place was to was to just begin conversations. Um, you know, we're not here to be a, 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 the gold standard of audio education or anything like that. We're here to to start conversations and ask questions and get those dialogues going. Um, and I've learned a, an indescribable amount of stuff. So this is not about us teaching. It's about us learning and, and starting those dialogues. So I'm really happy to see people using the Discord as a resource and answer those questions. We've got, at this point, a couple folks from different major manufacturers in there which is awesome um you know uh and and so you know those are great connections and i love to see that when they're kind of right there in the trenches and answering questions yeah. about their products and yeah. um you know people that you get to know personally and they're not just kind of you know behind a uh you know it was really funny i remember when i was prepping for tour i had uh, a map 3d question and i sent a support ticket in and i got this email back and it was like you know your it was your stereotypical tech support response which is oh you know sorry you're having a problem try this try this try this by the way i love the podcast like i was like oh shit <laughs> you know so so a real to, you person. know yeah so shout out to josh um josh saved my ass a couple times on tour with with uh all the the galaxy and the meyer stuff um they've been fantastic but yeah i mean to to really have just a a, a really feels like a dinner table to me, you know, sitting around the dinner table, having discussions about stuff and seeing what people are up to and posting pictures from their gigs. And, um, you know, Sam Zuck has a picture of his dog every other day that I like to see. So, um, no, it's good stuff. So I, I do encourage and everyone to come by the discord. Um, this, this show was not meant for you to just be talked at. That's not what we're going for here. If you, right, if you and, like that, you know, and, that's, and, my mom loves Chris's voice. Great. <laughs> <laughs> And for clarity, like, I don't like using the word, sh I mean, we say the word show, but like, this is, and this is kind of what Sam is saying, like, this isn't a show, no. we're not putting on, right? And so, but I'm curious, Sam, all right, so outside of realizing that, you know, this shit's real and, and we're the same as on air, off air, whatever, um, 
what was the process like for you? Because I mean, um, w- for, for asking questions uh, and being involved there, you, you st- I, I know for myself, you start to learn more about yourself and um, and how to approach things and how to think through those conversations. What was what's it been like in that vein for you so far? I don't really know if there was much of a thought process because I just ask a ridiculous number of questions all the time. Um, and that's kind of the world where I live and I doesn't really matter like who I am in a conversation, who you are in a conversation. If I want to know the answer to something, I'm going to ask Michael and Chris, you guys know this better than anybody. Um, I have asked you probably half a million questions at this point and there's no signs of stopping anytime soon. So, <laughs> Um, but I will say that about the discord though, is if you have a question, right. If, if you guys don't know the answer, someone in the discord knows someone who knows the answer and you will get it in like an hour. It is ridiculous. And you might absurd. Get Kyle Turnside to come out and show you how to use a mixing <laughs> console. Hey, I don't get on discord that much, but I get notified. So if you tag me, yeah. I'll go check it out. Yeah. So, so I mean, so many of these social media things. <laughs> <laughs> You know so, what? You know what? Though, and this is, and I want to say hey to Haniel too, and Alex from uh, the Sugarland Texas show because um, I know they both listen to the show and and stuff like that, and they found out that I was with the tour and was coming through the venue, and they were both like, "Hey, you know, what do you need? Do you need do you need a toothbrush? You, like, can we buy you? Can we bring you some food?" Like, and I was like just sick as a dog the day I was there. So also sorry for going to your venue and just being fucking gross all day. Like that was just not a good moment for me, <laughs> but they were like so happy that I was there. And just like, I mean, I had like two dads for the day. They were like trying to make sure I was eating and, and they brought me a, a sandwich and, um, you know, Daniel's like, Oh yeah. He's like, Oh dude, come in my office. Like I got a couch. You can take a nap. Like he let me take a nap on the couch in his office. Cause I was ready to drop, you know? And like, it's, is really cool to go to a city you've never been to before and have people that are happy to see you and are making sure you're okay. And uh, it's like, I have a bunch of family and friends all over the place. And boy, is that cool? You know, I'm just so super grateful for that. Hashtag van life. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, should just it was do it. Bus life. But yeah, but you could do it on your own now. Like I could, I feel yeah. like I, I feel like the, the two things that I've, picked out from your story of coming home is there is a decompression time and Mm -hmm. the the it's at least two to three days like easy you know depending on what your last show was or where you were flying from or what time you got in but um yeah bus vibration uh chafing dish dish all day bacon um donuts your house doesn't have some of these things and it, it's odd getting <laughs> like it is oh, There's man. that decompression and your bed just sucks you in. Like, yeah. So Kyle question for you. Did you find that that decompress? Did you, did you get quicker at reacclimating when you got home after multiple tours or was it always a certain couple of days or how did that go for you? Um, anything over 12 hours was a little rough. And you got to think I was flying from West Coast to, you know, the UK. That was a little rough. Going there is okay. Coming back is awful. Like halfway is worse than going all the way. Yeah. Just like different things do different things. Like if you're doing like the fly date tour, which I hated was like all the festival shows, the jingle balls and that kind of thing. That would wear you out even more because you were just like constantly moving, checking gear at every airport. But yeah, decompression can last at least three days. 
And it's just a thing, man. And you got to get your shit straight. I I applaud you for keeping up with your email and stuff because <laughs> sometimes that stuff is on a string. It's like phone yeah. calls. It's like text messages. It's everything else deteriorates. And then when you get home, you're like shockwave, email, blast, mm-hmm. catch up. Like you kept up. Kudos. Yeah. I mean, I, I when, when I came home, sometimes... It felt weird driving around in your town, like yeah. like a gas station finally got finished getting built, or like little things like just that just would change. And it's like, man, I feel like I'm in a different city yet. I'm in the same town I freaking lived in for the last ten years. I don't know. There was like some of that shit happens. It, to answer your question of did the com- decompression of getting shorter, I would say for myself, no. I don't mm. think that time ever, sh- you know, it was um, it definitely that couple day window before things feel even remotely normal, air quotes, normal of being of being home. I think, you know, and looking at my schedule for the next couple of months, it's all one offs, fly dates, you know, going somewhere to tune and then leaving. Sam and I are going to the Smoking Groups Festival tomorrow to do uh, oh, Miguel. Nice. Um, but those are I mean, I'm flying. I'm flying to that's not a secret. Is that a secret? It's fine. We at this point, I've given up on everything yeah, know, but the big yeah, one. It's all good. I've given up good. at this point. It's all good. Okay, so well, <laughs> she's gonna blow it all. She, she's shadowing me on a, on the Miguel show out there. Which be We're fun, going but, out again. Yeah, but it's it's. Sorry, Dad and me I'm, is. Uh, I think I'm flying to L.A. Like it's Jesus. when you're flying to L.A. for a one-off from from New York, mm-hmm. three times in the next four weeks. That's a lot. You know, and it, but that, that just that's knocks completely my sleep. different than touring. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it, it, yeah, because it's not like stumble to the bus at two a.m., roll into your bunk, and then you get out and you go and you find out where the breakfast is. Like <laughs> the traveling, you know. I mean, th- literally, we're doing a forty-minute set, so it's it's four days of flying in hotels and you know rehearsal, moving shit. You do a forty-minute set, and then you fly home, and then I'm doing it again, and then I'm going to boss. I'm tuning at studio for NPR. And then I'm going to Coachella, so it's it's more and more just shuffling around, and that wears me out probably more than tour did in a lot of ways. Absolutely, no, that that's backpack life. That's the same thing yeah. with like corporate work too. I mean, it's you know you're doing a couple one day wonder shows, and then you're out for a week, and then you're home for two days, and you know, like it's um, yeah, there's definitely a way different work-life balance from a tour perspective mm-hmm. than that that fly 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 or you know multiple one-offs in a row it's it's definitely completely different well and at least, I, and the, oh, sorry sam well, at least with weekend warrior you like almost have a rhythm like what when i've done it at least you like know what's happening and you're kind of like all right like three four days on three four days off depending on the week and you kind of like at least find at least i found a little bit of a balance in that but not not a ton. I mean, it wasn't great, but definitely better than being on the West Coast every other week for six <laughs> weeks. So, so check this out. Here, here's something that we've never really talked about, and I get calls about all the time, is getting off the plane and having stuffy ears. What do you do? Um, a lot of people call me about that and get, get a little bit ill like you, Michael, and that will totally affect the swelling in your ears and around that. So, Oh, boy. Kyle, dude. I booked it yesterday when I, I gave a presentation to the NIOSH people a couple of weeks ago about hearing loss uh, and sound exposure at concerts, which which what? is, yeah, maybe something else that we should talk about. But when I was doing that, I met a woman who is an audiologist who specializes in um, hearing health for musicians and system engineers. 
And um, there's, there's like a seven, job like that now. There's like seven audiologists. She said there's there's like seven audiologists in the country that do. Um, and so we've been communicating. She's coming on the show in a couple weeks. And awesome. She I is am stoked. so yeah. She's so incredibly knowledgeable. I was so impressed and so blown away and so happy to talk to her because all of the knowledge that she has kind of hits right in the middle of the stuff that I've been researching with the AES and she knows just so much about IMs and, and all I'm really excited for this conversation. I know that Brilliant. I'm feeling a part it. two because our community is going to have so many questions. Um, and it's, and it's really, really important information and stuff that just people are having trouble getting access to that type of information. So I'm really looking forward to that. So Kyle, put that one up Don't. on your chalkboard, buddy. Cause okay. we're, we're uh, going to talk take about that back. It. I'll take that back then. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. That's amazing that it's got that specific now with audiologists. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's another job in the business that nobody talks about. You know yep. what I mean? Holy cow! And I, I think what was what was eye opening. I'll say ear opening, so I can make a shitty pun, right? <laughs> I mean, she said there's like there's <laughs> ten or eleven thousand. Uh-huh, ten or eleven thousand audiologists. I think she said in the U.S. I, she can correct me when she comes on. The numbers are probably all screwed up, but she said most of them don't really dig into sound exposure and preventative measures and stuff. Most of them are like, they fit you for hearing aids and they know how to test and screen. But she's like the stuff that you're studying, the stuff that you're speaking about in your workshop. She's like, most audiologists don't, don't really get into that. Um, Which is really interesting for me because that's kind of something that I've been really up to my eyeballs in. And it's so we, we've talked about this even in like some of the SPL classes and stuff. The industry as a whole, it's pretty baffling how the average engineer understands a transfer function all day long, understands all the phase relationship, all those things. But very rarely has anyone ever talked about SBL correlation over length of time. Where that's that's still in its infancy on the people who do it on the daily, let alone the people who are rectifying the ramifications of it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, we're, you can take an audio textbook off the shelf and open it up. And what it, what is in there about SPL is probably going to be 90 years old. I mean, we love to talk about Fletcher Munson. That was 1931, I think. Right. Like it's almost a hundred years old. And I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. Kyle. (laughs) It works. So, so, did you, you know, know Fletcher that, and Munson, Kyle? I, was that were they like your boys? <laughs> like, <laughs> they were neighbors. Yeah, I mean, that and, was and that was stuff impact was stuff done during the era of the telegraph, moving to the telephone. That's why the research is being done at Bell Labs, right? I mean, really, that's that's what's crazy about this, yeah. and that's the, you know, so all this stuff is so outdated, and our knowledge of waiting curves and what they are and why we use them is so outdated, and our knowledge of what is safe and what is not safe, and how do we know if this is dangerous? All of that is there's all these things that we've just been repeating forever that aren't true or that have been corrected, have been updated. And a lot of the work that, that I've been doing, we've been doing irrational acoustics is to try to just get people current, accurate information. So what you're trying to do really is you're closing the line between ear health and, and engineer knowledge. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, Heather, called me and when we were speaking one of the things you're speaking about is she's like you are teaching people how to measure this and understand it and quantify it and understand what's safe what's not safe she's like what's the next step are you how are you connecting people with an audiologist that can screen it and measure it and get she goes you know a lot of the the things that we would do for people that have something like tinnitus right 
the, the sound therapies and stuff that they would do for the average person. She's like, don't work for someone who works around sound six hours a day. So it's just such a unique thing in the way that we would handle it and the way that we would treat it. And so, yeah, she's very specialized and she's published a ton of research on it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that conversation. And I will also say, if anyone's listening, drop us an email, drop us a message in the Discord if you have questions for Heather when she comes on the show to talk about hearing health for sound engineers and musicians. Yeah. Let us know what um, your questions yeah. we'll, we'll are. Make, we'll make a post ahead of time and yeah. get, get yeah. questions ahead yeah, that's of time. That's a good one to I'm, give I'm, people I'm, warning on. Yeah. Up. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I mean, we, we had a meeting the other day and I was just so, so happy to talk to her about these things. So I'm really looking forward to that. So there we so have my it. Tom, a friend Tom in the UK also sent me a thing. He was looking for Tori Amos's um, front of house engineer, if anyone knows. And Ooh. he did a mix article and uh, I found it kind of interesting, but uh, if you guys have guest ideas like that, send them to our email as well or post them up in a Discord group. Um, yeah, well, guest ideas of, are great. One of the suggestions that came in lately, and I just need to reconnect, is we've talked broadcast, but we haven't talked like late show broadcast. Um, yeah, Clemson. So, um, yeah, Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but he was Music wasn't mix. he? He was doing like um, band mix with locally, like in the room, right? He wasn't doing. I'm not discrediting what he's doing, but like it wasn't broadcast. He was mixing for like the artist in that room, as opposed to the person who mixes broadcast for late did, night. I think he did. Um, but did I can. I, I well, anyway, um, let's call ask him. Just ask him. <laughs> yeah, let's um, call him and ask. First ask shout, out, shout out to the clinic. I yeah, know they're yeah, out there. Yeah, Rota Clinic, please. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, um, I'm going to push this again. I, I've seen it coming up multiple. Like Danny Munez asked about this. Um, they Rota Clinic has been, been making a big push. Um, now that people are traveling again, is asking about passport questions. So, like, hey, I need a passport yeah. last minute, or just different things. Rody Clinic has resources to help you get your passport shit fixed. So, reach out to them, and they can help you fix passport things. So, I just want to throw that out Brilliant. there as, as, as and, a plug. And you so. know what, Kyle? Uh, I'm going to give you some homework. It's been a long time since we had Paul and Courtney on the show, and the oh. clinic has has grown and expanded, and they've done a lot of yeah, maybe it's time to get him back on. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. 100%. I've been I've been talking to Paul here and them. He's been out doing some shows. Yeah, right at the end of COVID, um, he was in town and didn't tell me the last minute because he couldn't <laughs> get me in. But uh, yeah, for sure. And I'll, I'll I'll put this out there. We should do a collab T shirt. Signal Noise Podcast mm. slash clinic. Oh. Yeah, let's do it for charity. Yeah. yeah. T shirt. Right. Here's a good segue. So I so I recently went to the Tyler the Creator show and during one of the set changes, um, watching the Pyro guys um pull down um uh, uh some of the stuff in between set changes, and one of the pyro dudes had a roadie clinic hat on. And I was like, I'm like, and like, I'm kind of standing out in the pit. I'm like, I recognize that. Like, zoomed and took a picture. It was like, that was, <laughs> that was like a really cool yeah. thing. It was like, oh, roadie clinic swag in the wild. That was, that was really cool. Um, on a roadie. Yeah. Right. Um, so I wanted to talk about my experience with Tyler the Creator. Um, I want to hear about it. We got pictures. So, yes. you guys should probably YouTube some Tyler the Creator uh, tour footage on YouTube and check this out too. So a couple things, right? So obviously we had five one on. We've had Danny Munez on. We've had KD on. Um, yeah. All of which are out on that tour, or uh, or some people may or not be now, but whatever it doesn't matter, right? Oh, KD's um, out on that. Yes, she's she's this. Yes, he's the SE yeah. for Eighth Day. It's yep. Eighth Day's tour. Um, it is a DMB Soundscape tour. 
Um, and um, and so I, you know, I, I hung out with Danny Munez the most, right? Uh, we 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 connected before uh, the show and hung out for a little bit and talked about and you One know of the coolest dudes, yeah, ever. Like getting to meet him in person was amazing. Um, and uh, first off, he's super tall, um, which is funny when you interview people like this. You never, you can't get that relation of how tall people are, and they seem in person like Michael. I thought Michael was short. Yeah, M- I, Michael's I did like too. yeah. Actually, M- Michael, Kyle, and I we're all within an inch, I think, of each other. Michael, how how tall are you? That's what she said. I'm six, say about six one. <laughs> six one. I'm six. I'm six one. Kyle, how tall are you? Six three. Are you I'm the resident really? short person. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, you get our Apple box to stand on. But <laughs> anyway, so it, it in, was in, fun. In cartoons, it, it was fun for all of us to stand in, next to each other and see. The in heights, cartoons, but. the short one was always the boss. Anyways, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Anyway, I don't know how we got the height. Anyway, oh Danny. <laughs> um, so hang out with Danny. But like, hey, he's like, hey, you know, some things have been happening on this tour. Um, and look, let's let's be real. And I'm not, you know, throwing shade on anyone who designed this tour and what the thoughts were. But for whatever reason, you know, some of the design things or whatever, the applications of what they're doing with the the, the DMB system and the in the soundscape, things weren't working out right yet. Right as and so, as happens. Right, it happens. I'm not. This is. I'm not. This is not. You know. Whatever. Like. Um. We're trying new things. Um. And for the record, Tyler's setup is not traditional. So it's a main stage. You know, main side array hang, and then there is a whole B stage and like a big B stage, not just like this little pod. And so there's a full flown system out there. Um, and Tyler does this whole thing where he like rides a boat literally from uh, the main stage to the B stage. And like once he rides out there, like the whole freaking shift of the show moves out to the back of the arena. Anyway, so Dan and I were talking and like there's just some weird anomalies happening with, you know, some of the DMB stuff and soundscape and routing. And uh, and so Nick from DMB was happened to be actually in town that night uh, in Philly to work with KD and the system. Hey, you know, we're sound people, right? We're just talking about our issues and our things and and whatever. Um, and 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 luckily, Nick was able to work with uh, KD and and get some things squared away. But so I'm sitting there listening to um, uh, Kali Kaliucci's uh, set, which is who K- um, Danny was mixing for. Um, and uh, he explained to me beforehand the issues he was having, and and I kind of heard some of them. And then we're standing out there for Tyler's set, and mind you. I don't typically listen to Tyler the Creator, and I listened to a little bit before I went down there. Um, I have never felt disconnected from an audience in my life in terms of not <laughs> understanding the demographic that was going to be there. Um, uh, I'm looking around and I'm like, Danny, like I don't fucking understand this audience. He's like, what is? He's just like, this is Gen Z. I'm like, oh, so you mean I'm getting old? I'm yes. like, I'm like, holy shit! I don't like. I'm. I do not relate to this audience. So it was, and um, I don't know how to say this without being politically incorrect. Um, so I just say it. I was shocked at the demographic of being a primarily white audience, right? Like I just, and it was shame on me for not, I don't know, knowing differently or whatever. And then, and what I got told, understood was like hip hop has actually taken a serious um uh the the largest consumption of a lot of current modern hip hop is actually suburban 
white America. And I didn't know this. Um, and it was interesting. So, um, thank you, little Wayne. Yeah. It's pop <laughs> that music. was like years ago. Well, I, I mean, that's the other yeah, thing. Pop. Yeah. Pop has gone in that direction, but, right. but I think a lot of shows in general are becoming more just diverse in terms of audience. And sure. Listening to that stuff. I mean, sure. you saw the audience at ghost of Volbeat. Yeah. When you picture a ghost fan, I mean, there were 12-year-olds there. There were 70-year-olds there. I mean, I saw the – it, it was <laughs> yeah. extremely yeah. diverse crowd, so, um, you know, very, very much so. I think I think that's a trend. I think there are just more people going out and enjoying yeah. live music. So the, there's a reason I'm get, I'm laying all this out because I'm trying to get to the pinnacle point where I turned to Danny and said something. And uh, so, like – and meanwhile, like, they're, the way they vibed with the show was – not what I expected. I mean, like circle pits, almost, almost rock style. Like it was just, there's a lot of things happening. Right. And like when Tyler hit the stage, first off, he comes out of the stage with a fucking 1930 something Rolls Royce, um, you know, comes awesome. out of the stage. The places goes bananas. He hits the stage. And I mean, the place is just going. And I turned to Danny and I was like, you know what? You know, it, you know, I'm like, you see this? I mean, this is the people are just bouncing, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably yelling at Danny because you know, and I'm like, this, <laughs> I'm like, all the shit we just talked about doesn't mean a damn thing. As like, soundscape doesn't mean shit. You know, all the thing like this right here, we are moving people, and it was just a beautiful reminder of like, it doesn't give a flying fuck what we do. I mean, it does to a degree, but like at the end of the day, people don't care that we spatially move this shit around. People don't care about like, th- this body of people was just entrenched in what he was doing and tyler just by himself holds this audience in his hand and i was trying to explain to my wife i'm like this is is i feel like it's kind of freddie mercury ish in terms of mm-hmm. he held this audience in his hands for two straight hours and he was the only one out there you know, I mean, and a lot of it had to do with some of the theatrical aspects they did with lighting and LED and pyro and all these things. But um, I was pleasant. It was a show. It was a show, and it was phenomenal. And I, t- I told my wife, I said I would go five more nights in a row and go experience that. It was, it was mm. awesome. Would you take so- acid? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but you know, but, but it, it was you know, it it, it 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 just it was a very good reminder of like we sit here and as an audio people and we talk about you know all the little things we do and we talk about immersive and and obviously the joke is like hey we can't do we can't do left right well so why are we doing immersive right but nonetheless they're trying immersive and 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 I get what they were trying to do in this and it's like you know regardless of how good we think it is or isn't. Man, we moved people. Or I didn't. They did. But you know, we moved people to tonight, right? And like, it's just it's just a good reminder of why we do what we do, and just being able to enjoy that experience. So it was it was cool to very uh, see to to see that. I think you know, for me, and this is something that Danny and I talked about <clears throat> almost every day when we were out. We, you know, the artist that we're working for has very high standards. Denny has very high standards. I, I hold myself to, to high standards. So it's very easy to get focused in on these little things, you know. Uh, I mean, we're, we're talking about literally a 0.3 dB difference in an EQ filter. And we would talk, Sam's watched us do it 
which one of these is better and the difference is 0.3 db i mean literally those are the conversations we're having and so dave nut brown who mixes ghost would just look over at us and say kids are gonna fucking love it <laughs> right he would just keep saying so like that's his way of saying like it's cool y'all like um even on a, what we consider a bad day and this didn't really work out. I mean, when you, when you're working with those high standards, you're turning out such a, a, a good product for the audience and they love it, you know? And, and so you just kind of, I, I would love to watch these people at the shows and, you know, cause after the it, third song, nothing blew up, right? Like I, I'm right. people watching, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of walking. So I'm in the audience. I'm immersed in the audience and I'm walking through the audience. So I see what people are doing and I see these people going crazy. And I, I would go back and get a Volbeat guitar pick or a set list. If I saw someone that was really having a goddamn time of their life, I'd bring them something, you know, um, you explained the relationship between front house person and SE right there. And you didn't even notice it. Like you need us like we need you so the normal front of house person super laid back goes about their business very particular but you need us to be like hey man it's going to be good and the se needs to be but there there's moments of release and like you said moving the bodies at the end of the day is mm. the absolute beast and and it's that everyone has to do their thing from the guy dropping kabuki to the girl running calm to you know wherever you're at like it, it it happens man yeah it's and you know the interesting thing for me too is is i it, and it really hit home i had a friend who came out to one of the shows and she was like oh, i'm gonna be there first and i got the vip so right up against the barricade right? so her whole world is this one front fill <laughs> you know what i mean so so when you have 135 boxes it's really easy to go yeah that one front fill i didn't get to it or you know it's not it's it's not quite right um that's her whole show she paid like 200 dollars, or i don't know what she paid to, to stand there and hear that one show so like I want her to have a great show. So um, you know, to me it's it's very much I want all these people to love it. I want all these people to have a great show. I want I love looking up and Sam, I pointed we were in Anaheim, yes. I, I pointed up to the back row, back three hundred level, they're two hundred and seventy five feet from the PA, and there's a lady back there going crazy. And I was like, You see that? Like yeah, we went up there and we measured the PA from up there and we tuned it for up there and we walked and we listened to it from up there. Like I care about that a lot, you know. So um you won. Yeah, man, it's, 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 that's, there's, I get a nightly reminder of why we do this. And it's really, you know, there was, when I was visiting Leo at the Lawrence concert uh, uh, last week, and there was a lady right by front of the house who was, I've never seen somebody so enthusiastically dancing at a show in my life. So I gave her my laminate at the end of the night, I gave her my, my VIP laminate. And she said, she's like, I've waited two years through all of coaching. She's like, I've waited two years to come to this show and see this band. And I told her, I was like, man, you know, we do some really long days and we get frustrated and I go, this can be really taxing, but I go, I love to see that. I love to see people come out and just have a time of their life. Cause man, that that's like, that feeds you, you know, it really does. The ones that are the funniest, the ones that I love the most too, is the ones that look like they've never heard music before and it's just moving <laughs> their body. You know what I mean? Those people, that was their show for the year, you know? Yeah. The last time they went to a show, like, and it's still having the same effect. You know what I mean? And progression, transgression. I wonder if there's effect in doing your show every day, Michael, mm -hmm. you got that, you got that boost. You got that serotonin hit every day. So that correlates with your, your recuperation time after the tour. I mean, uh, you, it, it has to, mm -hmm. and 
the way you're eating, you know, you're, you're nourishing all day and working all day and then you get home and just shut down. So uh, that's a good research too. I'm sure no yeah. one would really give a shit, but like, <laughs> and no. you know what? I, I kind of got a little, the guys were busting my balls a little bit on, on the bus for this, but I am, I am, that is addicting and I am trying to spread that. So we go into catering and there's a lady there serving juice, right? So you walk in, I go, hey, you're the juice lady. And she's like, yeah, what do you want? Right. So she was like really excited to just give us juice. And, and she was there all day. <laughs> and so I go, have you seen the show? She goes, no. She's like, I just started working here. She's never seen, never actually seen where all these crew people are actually going and what they're doing. She's just been in this room. Every time she comes to work, she sits in this room and pours orange juice. And I'm like, come out to the front of the house. Like, you got a you got a working pass on, they'll let you out. So she comes out the front of the house. She's like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. She's taking all these pictures and like, like that became a very memorable night for her. And she was super happy to just see that. So I, I'm always like, you know, we had one stage and in. I'm trying to remember the city, but um, Evan said, we must protect her at all costs is what he said, because she was, it was like her first show and she was just, just lit up like a Christmas tree. She was just so excited by just big PA and staging and like, I mean, just everything about it was like kid in a candy shop. Um, Funny enough, she's going to the festival that I'm working this weekend, so I'm actually going to try to meet up with her and say hi. But um, I, I, my worst fear, I think, is becoming jaded of this. And I am still, uh, and you've heard me talk about this when I talk about like working with Jamie or, or Bob or the pioneers that I get to work with. Like I still, every day, I'm just like, wow, I get to interact with these people. Wow, I get to do this for a living. I have the coolest job. And people go, wow, you do sound for big huge rock concerts that must be so awesome like it is it's super awesome it's the greatest (laughs) job right um i don't ever want to lose that and kyle you've said this like if if you get to the point where that's not exciting to you you do something else you know you're done it's like a numbness and and we do see a lot of the old jaded things but i think after COVID, a lot of people got a little little bit more positive Mm -hmm. like i'm seeing people post going out now having a blast talking about gear like it i hope there was a little bit of change in the the old jade, jaded sound people and everyone's kind of finding a new boost because that irreplaceable endorphin rush. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's like no other. And if you lose it and you're numb to it, try something else. I mean, I, hold on. I'll say one thing and then, and then go for it, Sam. Um, I love, I, I can't, I'm well that I actually started this trend. I like to say that I did, but ever since we did the 50 days on tour thing with the black and white, I'm seeing a considerable <laughs> amount of other tours of people posting you know, the day number and doing black and white photos, namely Robert Scoville and some others. It's like, I almost got him out to the show <laughs> in Phoenix too. Um, and then he ended up having a rehearsal that day, but we were, ta- he was, I was really hoping he was going to make it. And also I was Steve Edelman almost came out. So I had a couple, <laughs> we almost got Scoville I, and Edelman at the same I, show. Man. I, I, I don't think I saw as much of what I'm seeing now until we did our 50 days. So I'd like to claim. That I don't we, know, man. We, I think it might be like when you're pregnant, then you start to notice pregnant people. It's, it's possible. Are you pregnant, Look, Chris? I, if, well, I mean, my, my daughter thinks oh, I am. No. Um, but um, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to claim that I, we started a trend here thing, whatever. Anyway, so, Sam, what uh what we're gonna let say? you have that one, Chris. We, yeah, we will let you <laughs> have, have, that have one something for the sake of the rest of us. Down on the Easy Chris to see a red car. Notice. What's that family guy thing where Sue's like, oh, you took a black and white picture of a lawn chair? How original. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chris. Everyone, in case you're wondering, that's Chris oh in the group chat on this. I, I, I'm at least not getting daily messages of, hey, are you in town? I'm like, no, it's just fucking Michael. It's not me. Anyway. Well, Chris, didn't you know you did Bowlby? <laughs> the person who was like, hey, you should have. You should have Michael on the show. 
to talk about the volume tour. Def- definitely a person that said we should have Michael on the show. And it's like you definitely look. It's not lost on me that people follow or are part of our groups that don't listen to the podcast. And look, that's fucking cool. That's totally okay. It's just really that means funny. we can talk about him because I can't hear us right now. Right? I'm so just don't do I don't, it. I'm just I legit like, don't remember who said, "Like, hey, you should have Michael on the show." I'm like, you. Definitely don't listen to the podcast. Like, anyway. <laughs> that is my favorite email, like screenshot of an email that I've seen that like Chris texted me and he's like, look at this. Like, Dude. Oh my God. His name what is, is like, I mean, his face is on my fucking shirt right now. So, all right. Anyway. So yeah, let's Sam. take this idea. Wait, of, like, wait, Sam, wait, Sam was going to say something. And I, I was going to ask her a question. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Question. All right. All right. Go ahead, Sam. You got comment. No, ask the question. It's fine. No, go ahead. So, I mean, I think, right talking about like having seen shows and like working shows and staying in front of house. I think the goal I think for everyone is the epitome of getting to the point where you can say like the production of a show does nothing but like truly enhance the performance of it. And I think that's something that's probably not talked about enough necessarily. I know it is in a lot of visual aspects, at least the way I've heard it, right. Where you talk about, okay, you're looking and you talk about it in terms of system design with sound, but I don't think like, I've thought about it until you guys brought it up like five minutes ago from an audience perspective, necessarily in terms of just thinking about like, we do these massive shows, these massive productions, but what's it like to actually sit in it and sit in a middle of a thousand people doing the same things? I know that's why we do what we do. Right. And I, and Michael, you and I have talked about this where I, I say, I just, I hope it never gets old. Like I just well, that is did. my one fear. It's like I just don't want it to get old. That that's why I love the walking. Because you've walked with mm-hmm. me on a couple shows now. And I mean I do I go up all the way to the last row and I'll sit down and I'll watch a song from up there. Yeah. I will I will be an audience member and I will go on on the side and, and sit down and, and watch the show. Like I do try to get that experience and seal it in my head. Um but I do think you ever but I stop to, for a funnel cake. They what we were in Dallas and they're like they did an all call on the radio. They're like, Hey, there's funnel cakes and Hospitality. I'm like, I, and I was, I was really sick that day, and I was like, I will vomit or something. Like, um, but my question to Sam was because you know, Kyle and I have talked about, especially him, because he's done so much of this to like not get jaded and still find the passion in in, in what he's doing. You're at the very beginning of your career. Um, what? When did you hit upon this part of this that you're like, I'm super excited about this. Like I'm passionate about this. And like, this gets my pulse pounding. Like you obviously hit upon the systems engineering thing is like, that's, that's your thing. But like, was there a path to that? Like what, what made you go like, holy shit, I can fucking do this for a living. This is the coolest thing ever. Like when did that come on your radar as a job that, that was a job that you could have? Um, it's a very not linear answer because I feel like I've done 30 seconds of, a little bit of the rest of the industry. If people don't know, I did like a mentorship with in marketing and did a little bit of stuff on the marketing side. And I went to school for songwriting very briefly and that side in the studio. You're on Spotify, right? Hold on. No, nope, no, nope. we're not talking nom- about that. Grammy nominated <laughs> songwriter. Grammy. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. Oh, we got her. Oh, uh, the thing's going to haunt yeah, me. You, like one of the first things you said to me was you're like, I don't like mixing. I don't, don't want to mix. I have no don't. interest, which is because so many people, when they think I want to be a live sound engineer, they want to mix. Right. And you um, were like, I really like it. Yeah. But she said, I really like the system engineering part of it because she's like, it's objective. It, like it, it, something, something touched in your brain for that type of work that made you go, this is for me. 
So for me, right, because I I grew up, I got really lucky and got to mix as a kid and kind of got to do that off and on for a couple of years just in churches and local things. And then I hopped over to a production house and did the whole fly PA thing. And I, for me, it started when I started doing a bunch of repair work and like working on speakers and like changing high drivers and getting into the components where I was like, this is fascinating. I have no desire to be on a board, but I also don't have the desire to sit in a shop. Because I, I like the problem that solving. Reason. Good job. I, I like the problem solving. I want to. So and I don't know the, what exactly it is, but something about trying to do almost the impossible. And I talked to Kat about this, actually, um, where I, I want to have a career where I can chase something for the rest of my life because you're never going to hit that point of perfection. Like you hit an actual limit unless you start doing like delays and arenas. Heroin. Um, <laughs> not too. But I (laughs) (laughs) no hesitation. Yes. Um, But so I think for me, that's really what it is, is I, I want to be able to chase perfection for the rest of my life and I'm perfectly content never hitting it, but everything about it being objective and reasonable and measurable. And I mean, for me, I will say it like this. I don't really care how your snare drum feels today. It's not something that's like deep within me, like on the studio side of things. I, the, my least favorite thing in the world to do is to sit and choose drum samples. It's like, like bamboo under my fingernails. Like I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Um, ah, so bad. I, I don't. And that's the thing about live, right? Is when I, when I got to do a show and I realized for better or worse, you can't do, you can't do it again. You have to leave it alone that was the moment I fell in love with it because it was, I get to be a part of this team that's doing something a million times the size of me. And I get to problem solve and chase down everything for the rest of my life. Like I get to try to run that down and that's all I want. So going back when you said opening the speaker box, did the, like you were almost amazed by the engineering at that point too. So the guts of the thing kind of were like, a, a, a changing point in the shop for sure. Well, and I worked for a company where like I walked in the door and they were like, Oh, by the way, before you're allowed to do like any live shows or go out on tour, you have to be able to build every cable in the shop. It's, like that's what they tell you. And I was like, that's fair. And they're known for having really great techs. And I feel like I have a really strong troubleshooting background and a little bit of a repair background because of it. Right. Like I've opened Badass. up, I've opened up the inside of PowerSoft amplifiers and other things that you probably shouldn't, but it's a lot of fun Lick to the see. capacitors. No, no. <laughs> Screwdriver. That's the real one. Let it shoot across extra, the shop. Extra screws. Extra screws. I did <laughs> that. Put, I put bought, a couple extra screws in there. Yeah. <laughs> I bought my Symmetrics and it sounded like a Moroccan. I opened it up and there were three <laughs> screws. I did say that. Shout out to Symmetrics, though. They're a great company and have great gear. <laughs> I also bought it used, so I will I will preface that. We'll blame it on the shop it came from. Uh, and I do absolutely love it dearly. Um, but I think that's really what it is. Is For me, it started out as I, I want to know why everything works. And then you start at the component level and the connector level, and it just kind of kept going until I was like, oh, you mean yeah. all the boxes go together and they do a thing? How do we do that? But um, I think, you know, you and I spent a lot of time like on Zoom, like looking at data and talking about concepts and running predictions and, and the nuts and bolts and and ideas behind, okay, you want to make it sound the same in every seat. Like, what are our tools to do that? Right. You know, and after working on that, you and, and Kat and Chris came out to the Hershey show and I looked over 
like five or six songs in and you were gone and you were walking around and you came back, you had this look on your face that I've never seen you make before. And I think that was you like, you now had like a mental category to put all these stuff that we've been talking about. Like you got to hear what that sounds like. Right. I mean, that, that expression that you had, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You're like, this is the fucking coolest shit ever. And I want to do this. Like, I mean, Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So it's also very different coming at it as someone who's like flown PA, uh, almost exclusively doing like patch and fly touring um, until starting to learn the system stuff fairly recently. And so I'm used to thinking about things in terms of like deployment and not in terms of like the rest of the house, like, Oh, PA is up. Like that's, that's great. Nothing's on fire. I'm not getting called. Nobody's on the radio yelling at me. Like, I'm, I can kind of peace out. And I got really lucky when I first started fly checking, I got to do a bunch of gigs and the SEs would let me walk with them and they would walk me through arenas and say, this, this is what you're hearing. And they, I couldn't understand at that time, just due to lack of knowledge and not really actively pursuing learning it. And it just wasn't the emphasis in my career at that point. Um, that people would kind of tell me, oh, this is sort of what you're hearing, or this is like a very 101, like, this is a power alley, this is like your seam. Um, But I had a million questions, and I felt like nobody could answer them. And so then kind of going from there and like mixing monitors for a couple years and just being on a desk all the time and in clubs where you don't have to think about systems was very different. And so then coming back and not thinking about it, like from an artist perspective, like it was so interesting to me to finally have said, I can put two and two together where I understand like that look on my face was the moment of like everything kind of sitting in and going, okay, I can, I can look at that line and I know exactly what it's doing. I know exactly why it's doing it. And this is the problems you walked into today. And this is how you're solving them. And this is what it sounds like. And it is the epitome of, not only the same show in every seat, because that is like, I cannot stress to people the level of consistency. It is absurd. It will break your brain. Have you ever stood 250 feet away from a PA and felt almost exactly the same as front of house? Because that is a whole nother level of unreal. Um, but <laughs> speaking of- so Dan- Danny Munez, um, did you just like burp and hiccup at the same <laughs> yeah. time? Yeah, pretty That's much. That's crazy, man. Chris, <laughs> I, Chris's I, body I, took a screenshot. I tried. I, tr- I tried to to not do that. You um, burped your webcam out of focus. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Chris glitch. <laughs> burped a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, took a screenshot. Welcome Sam Boone to the show, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, you know, uh, I was Danny Munez legitimately is like a fan of Michael, right? And like, so uh, like, that's <laughs> really nice. Poor I don't guy. think I have his phone number. Tell him to send me a text, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I, and 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 so obviously we're talking about all the audio things out there or whatever. And 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 Nick had come out there and some cleaned some things up, and uh, <laughs> he sends me a screen uh, a, a picture, a screenshot of Smart like the the following day after like Nick had kind of worked things with KD or whatever, and he's like. I don't just read what he said. It's not air quotes. Michael Lawrence good, but I'm happy to report <laughs> that after 
He's like, but I'm happy to report that after Nick uh, fixed our stuff, uh, we gained 60 B of headroom. The shows are finally smacking for everybody, and the kids can finally hear Callie's vocals. Uh, I rebuilt the mix from ground up, and the next day uh, almost cried in happiness when it was back to normal. So, couple things. Kids loved it. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Nutbrown. The kids loved it. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, it, it's, I love though that like, on one hand, it's funny. He, <laughs> the next text was a uh, Twitter can suck it. Um, uh, so, uh, the, like one of the early shows, someone on Twitter, I guess he uh, he was like fighting some feedback or something like that or whatever. And somebody on Twitter was like, "Yo, at Cali, he was like, hey, uh, uh, if you if you need a sound man, I got this dope cat who's cool." Right. And Callie like kind of send it to, to, to Danny. It's somewhat ingested, but like, yo, what's up with this? And, and like Danny, I talk, I'm like, yo, uh, man, that dude's kind of, you know, that guy's coming for your job, you know? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and actually, like right before uh, the show started, uh, it's like, hey, I got to go talk to Callie quick. I'm like, yeah, go save your job, <laughs> is what I said to him. <laughs> oh, um, no. But I mean, like, that's I don't, a couple things here. First off, uh, it was cool of him recognizing, you know, uh, I mean, look, what Michael and, and team were doing out on Volbeat was nothing short of, quite frankly, excellence, right? Um, and yes, disclaimer here, screenshots of a smart screen don't tell you how good it sounds, but regardless of how the show sounds, the difference of knowing that I got four to, three or four different microphone positions and they are all freaking identical, no matter how good it sounds, you can at least say as a system tech, hey, it sounded equally the same in all these places, right? So we can I'm just get to this, the naysayers out of here. Precision, um, not accuracy. Right. Um <laughs> Uh, and the fact that like how important like dude six uh, a system sex job is six db on a vocalist and he's like he's like uh he, Callie's a very soft spoken or soft singing person he's like yeah me and like Drew Thornton like jokingly send pictures back to each other because you know uh, Billie Eilish is uh, a very um for those who don't know Drew Thornton mixes for Billie Eilish uh she's a rather soft spoken singing person and he's like yeah like how bad was your EQ today how bad was your EQ today and they like cross <laughs> pictures of each other each other um 6 db on an arena based system like that huge. that is huge yeah huge you know um, pooch said something pooch said something on one of the pooch and rabled shows that i think about like all the time and i should probably tell him that i think about this because it's 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 stuck in my head he said you know you your mix is right when these little tiny half db changes actually are audible you know, yeah, like that's how you absolutely. know that it that's that's where you are. You're at that ninety nine point five percent. And so, you know, t- the fact that Denny and I are not ironically having conversations about a third of a dB of an EQ filter, you know, that's you're operating right on that edge there where this is the level of consistency that the team is creating. And that becomes a meaningful conversation. So a dB is a is an audible difference and is it's a real thing that we're going to talk about and so yeah right. i mean 6 db is in, in an arena is a massive a massive difference yeah um so it really just highlights that you know and it's sort of full circle to what we talked about earlier like wh- if your whole shit is an absolute mess like we're not going to talk about the 1 db on the eq right but but when you get all your shit sorted out and you're like, yeah, this is this is laid out well and we're covering our bases and we're doing a great job and we're working at a high level of excellence here and we're happy with this. That is where you're delivering that that product. And yeah, the, the kids 
kids love it. They have no idea like what's going on. Right. But, but, but that is, um, that's just a good feeling because it's like, yeah, we, we are giving it a hundred percent all the time, you know? Um, and it's just keeping those standards there. And then when you have a lousy day, it's still a, a fan, fantastic show for people and they're still getting yeah. their money's worth. And yeah, I think that's what it is for me is, is just knowing that we didn't phone it in, you know? What's the one piece of gear you used on that tour that you would uh, not want to live without? Uh, the Galaxy, man, is a beast of a processing unit. Um, I'm trying to get Meyer to give me one right now is where we're at with that. Shout out I, to Meyer. Yeah, I mean, Dang, I love... A lot of sponsors need to come on to Yeah, Well, it's, you know, if you look at what the major manufacturers are doing, and I know we got we kind of got to wrap things up here, but if you talk about Meyer, you know, LQ6 and DB, like the, the big three, right? I've got an AHM64 that I love, and that goes with me when I have to go wrangle somebody's PA. That's in my car. Love that thing. Um, I have a Symmetrics Prism in my rack here that I love. Um but in terms of a large scale distributed system where you're like, I have 135 outputs here and I need to address them individually. I need to be able to quickly tune the whole system. I need to be able to EQ everything. I need to be able to go into one box and shade the high frequency of it. Like the, the scalability and the precision of a tool like that. Um, it's a very impressive piece of kit um, just in terms of it's a fucking Swiss army knife that, that does a lot of shit, man. Um, and so everything else kind of feels like uh Oh man, I wish it would, you know, <laughs> like, like, you start missing that real quick when you get handed a different processor, you know? So I'm, I'm on, I'm on galaxy train. That's awesome. I, I want to say, so as we wrap this up, it, um, not that it's the proverbial clock here. Um, uh, in terms of having, having Sam on board here, um, in how real this is in There's our terms, day- no, 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 no. You no, no. the contract? <laughs> no, no. My bad. It's probably my email I'm behind. <laughs> no, uh, um, from Kyle. No, yeah. I. <laughs> in in terms of how real this is, in terms of a symbiotic relationship here. So, like, uh, you know, this is more on a personal level, but like, you know, Michael, Kyle, and I have obviously had a group chat since we've all come together on our text, you know, I mean, like we just you know. blow her up all day. Well, no. Yeah. So no, bit, yeah. we, <laughs> literally the second we have brought Sam on board with us in the beginning of the year, basically we knew Michael's going to go out. Um, <laughs> Michael, Kyle and I have yet to have that separate thread of us together as you know, it's now just with Sam, right? It so it was I mean, one, that, that, no, that, there was one. Because Kyle wanted to send his shirt off gym picture to the boys. That's what. <laughs> <it was. laughs> that's right. But yeah. I mean, that's that's a big deal. I mean, there almost doesn't go a day where we don't text each other, right? I mean, we are. I've said, this, I've said this the other day. Like Michael and short of my childhood best friend, Michael and Kyle are my best friends. And we, you we just know, kind of hang out all day. We're, virtually. we all have life things going on that we're all working throughout with each other. And, uh, and Sam is now just as much in that mix. And one of the, you know, one of, I consider my close circle of friends. So it's it, all of that to say, like, it's a, it's a thank you. I'm glad you're here. I can't wait to see what the future looks like. Um, all, all, all of those things. So. 
Well, well, thanks, guys. It's definitely mutual. I, as you all know, I talk back all day long, so it's it's thoroughly entertaining. And you guys yeah, are some of my closest friends. I have not. <laughs> it was probably saving me from the shirtless gym pic. That's probably what saved you guys. H <laughs> told me because H told me that we did have a, a Ghost Volbeat audio crew group, and he said he put us on silent a couple times. He muted that thing. Me and Taylor and Evan were doing were doing memes and shit, and H would mute us. But uh, <laughs> well, I've lasted longer than H, so we'll see. <laughs> you did. You really did. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Um, we'll thank everyone who's wait. If you're still if you're still here, please go to our Discord and just post the word rutabaga with no elaboration. I just want to see. <laughs> want to see? You're gonna get yeah. one. I want to see who it is. I know. Yeah, we'll I, know you, I, I know two. I know two people. <laughs> I know two people who are going to do that. Can you name who the two people who are going to do that at, at a minimum? Um, I, I can probably name one. Spoil it. I think we should wait no. and see what it does. First person to do it, we're going to send you a signal noise T-shirt. What if they don't have? Uh, uh, so, so you're going to be sending Cameron so and Zuck a shirt. So basically, Cameron and Zuck send your send, send your shirt sizes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, someone could beat them. The world could end. This is we'll see. Ooh, I'm talking about man. clinic. All right, all right. So here's a, here's the funny collab. thing. Cameron and Zuck, because I know you guys will make it to this point in the podcast. <laughs> if you get beat on this word, shame on you. <laughs> yeah. because, because they're the two that when I, the one week we didn't release on a Wednesday, Wait. were the ones to like say, hey, I yeah. was looking for today's Wednesday episode. Well, Zuck's another person that you hired. You hired I, Zuck, I'll, right? Yeah, thank you. Yes, I have. Yep. Yeah. And hopefully, um, our company is actually bidding on some work at his the arena that he works at the oh, cool. UMBC arena. Nice. So I don't know if it's going to come to fruition, oh. but we'll see what happens. So yeah, sweet. All right. Well, Th- thank thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. It's a thrill. <laughs>